Second Mizmor in Tehillim is actually, as Rashi indicates right in the beginning, is talking about the time of the Melech HaMashiach, the time of the Geulah. We need to understand why, what's the connection to the first Mizmor, as Chazal tell us that the first Mizmor of Tehillim and, and the second are actually just one. Really, in reality, when David HaMelech made them, he made them into one long one, and later on it was divided. If that's the case, what's the connection and what is that Mizmor start trying to tell us right away in the beginning of the Tehillim, right after the first Mizmor? Second Mizmor is talking about the Goim, Melech HaMashiach, Gogu Magog. What's going on? What's the connection over here? What's the place to have it right away in the beginning? And the answer to that is fascinating. The idea is that Tehillim is something very, very special in that sense that it's very different than any other parts of the Torah. Because in the Torah we have what we call Torah Shebikhtav, Torah Shebalpeh. Torah Shebikhtav means the Chumash, the Chumash put together with that, the Nevi'im and Ketuvim. These are all either stories of the Chumash, of the Tanakh, or laws that the Torah comes to tell us, 613 laws of what we're allowed to do and what we're not allowed to do. That's what the Torah comes to tell us there. And you have that aspect also in Torah Shebe'alpeh. Torah Shebe'alpeh comes to expound on Torah Shebe'chtav and tell us each and every law to, the, to, to all the details about it and also what's the Rabbanan in all, on all those uh, halachot and other halachot or kind of gzerot uh, and takanot and minhagim or kind of customs. And that would be, in a nutshell, what Torah Shebe'alpeh is. All of those things would be what we call, we are learning and we are drawing over here things that the Torah comes to teach us, to tell us. It's like a Kadosh Baruch talking to us. And we're just listening, opening our ears. What do you have to tell us in the Torah Shebechtav and in the Torah Shebelpeh? You have another aspect, and that's called praying, davening. When you pray, tefillah, that's actually us praying to a Kadosh Baruch Torah is a Kadosh Baruch talking to us. And Tfilah is us talking to HaKadosh Baruch And we are requesting what we need from HaKadosh Baruch We come and we're telling him, this is what we need, Parnasah, Refuah, Hatzlacha, and so on and so forth. And this is how, usually, we divide our day, part in learning and part in praying. Comes Tehillim and does something special. In Tehillim you have a totally different angle, totally different way of understanding the relationship between us and HaKadosh Baruch And how is that? When we read Tehillim, we don't actually come to draw things for ourselves or to give over, rather build the relationship between us and HaKadosh Baruch And that's being done by the fact that we are pouring our heart to HaKadosh Baruch and telling us, telling Him, telling HaKadosh Baruch everything about us. We're telling Him about our day. This is what happened to me. This is how I'm, I'm, I'm going through this kind of uh, pain and this kind of suffering and this kind of hardship and also the good things, the wonderful things as David Melech indicates in Tehillim, all kind of scenarios, things that are hard, hard days, hard times and also beautiful times and, uh, and David Melech comes and pours it in a beautiful way and draws it in a very, very uh, uh, realistic way that could connect each and every one of us. And we say, this Tehillim chapter, this Tehillim Mizmo, was written just for me. It's like I'm talking. How did he know how I'm feeling? And that's the special thing by Tehillim. By Tehillim, I'm coming to tell HaKadosh Baruch about myself, and with that also, receiving from HaKadosh Baruch what he has to give me, 
and requesting as well. So you have a build-up of the Torah Shebe'al Pen, Torah Shebe'al and the Tefillah. I'm also speaking to HaKadosh Baruch in a way that I'm telling him what I need, just like in a Tefillah, but also I'm requesting from him to give me, just like I'm doing, in a way, by, uh, by learning Torah, that listening to HaKadosh Baruch telling me what to do. But with that, it's much more important because it's not only one part and not the other, not only giving and not receiving, or not only receiving and not giving, but rather it's a buildup of both and much more than that that creates what we call a relationship. Tehillim is about building up a relationship between us and HaKadosh Baruch And if that's the case, we can easily understand that it's not only connecting Am Israel to Akadosh Baruch but anyone in Umota Olam, any Goy that would try to learn, the, uh, try to say the Teilim, would connect to that as well because it's so catchy. It's such a thing that anybody that would read it would feel he also wants to do, he also wants to read, he also wants to connect, he also wants to build up a relationship with some power that's much higher than him, and that's Akadosh Baruch Therefore, since Teilim is written in such a special way, People feel that effect, and it's not only that Am Yisrael feels that effect, also the Goim. So therefore, don't think that only Am Yisrael has this beautiful thing of reading Tehillim and making groups of Tehillim reading and, meeting, and making all kind of meetings that people get together, gatherings of Tehillim reading, and each one takes a certain chapter, and, it, and they divide it between themselves. No, it's not only that us, uh, Am Yisrael, do it, but rather also the Goim do it. They also have such things because Tehillim is so special. Comes the Kadosh Baruch and says, one minute, you want to build up a relationship with me? You have to be able to do both things. Not only receive from me, but also give. And let's see if you're up to the test. And this is where this exact Mizmo come to tell us that the Goim failed that test and they're not able to connect with HaKadosh Baruch Yes, they're able to read what the Mizmo comes to say, to want to connect, but only connect in a way of receiving and not giving. When you're in a relationship and all you want is to receive, but you're not willing to give, then it's not a relationship. It's only like an ATM machine. You put the card and you take money. That's not building up any relationship. This, this is what this Mizmo bet is all about. The Mizmo says, Lama ragshu goim ulumim yegurik. What does it mean, Lama Rakshu Goim? The Radak explains over here that Lama Rakshu Goim is itkabtsut. They gathered. Why did the Goim gather to read the Ilim, to make the Ilim groups, to make the Ilim gathering? Each one also reads by himself. What's the purpose of that? Those nations are doing this for nothing. They're saying those words of the Ilim. For exactly nothing. They're getting nothing out of it. Although they think in the getting, you should know they're getting nothing out of it. Actually, everything that they're doing, all the Teilim reading, not only they're not getting anything for it, as we soon going to see why, but on the contrary, they're getting for that another Avera. As Chachamim tell us in Baba Batra Dafyud, that Chesed leumim chatat. When a goy does chesed, a goy does a mitzvah, a goy gives tzedakah, don't think that he gets mitzvah for that. Don't think that it's natural. Rather, chesed leumim chatat. It's a chet, Chachamim tell us. It's a chet. And the reason it's a chet, Chachamim tell us, is because it's very different from Am Yisrael. Am Yisrael, when they do a mitzvah, or they do 
uh, the gift tzedakah, they do it with a totally different mindset. What's the difference? The difference is what happens, and this is how you'll know, this is the test, that what happens at the time that you see what you invested for didn't actually come about. You wanted to give tzedakah in order to be successful in something. And that success didn't come. Chachamim tell us that somebody who says, Harei zu tzedakah, Harei selazeh, I'm giving tzedakah, al menat shi'chi or al menat shani ben olam haba. He's considered tzadik gamur, says the Gemara. Such a person, although he gave it with intentions that it should be on condition that something good will happen, such a person is considered tzadik gamur. Why? Why by the Goim? Even though they do it for purpose, for a mission, for an agenda, they're not considered tzaddik, and not tzaddik gamu, and not tzaddik, and not nothing. Rather, it's considered a chet, it's considered a sin, says the Gemara. The test would be what happens if that thing that I gave for didn't come about. I wanted a certain success, it didn't come about. What happens then? The Goy is not interested. He, he regrets giving to tzaddikah. I gave it only for a reason. And the, the reason didn't come, I'm not interested to give. Why did I give? I regret it. A, a, a Jew, when he does such a thing, he doesn't regret it. He knows. He's doing L'Shem Shamaim. He's doing in order to build up a relationship between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Between me and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. If I can on the way get another benefit from it, what wonderful. If I can get from the fact that I'm doing something for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, besides the build-up of a relationship, I can get a side benefit? Excellent. But a guy doesn't do it that way. He does it for the side benefit. If the side benefit didn't come, he's not interested really in the relationship. Was he, He's only interested in what he gave the money for, he gave the, or the good deed that he made was that and nothing else. And therefore Chazal say that you know when would be the final test to show that. Chazal in the beginning of Avodah Zarah, right away in the beginning of the Masechet Avodah Zarah, tell us that at the time of Mashiach, when the Goim would come, and they say, we also want a reward, and HaKadosh would say, reward for what? What did you do? What are you getting, what are you, what are you getting Sachal for? So the Goim would say, what do you mean? You never gave us the Torah. And HaKadosh would say, I offered you the Torah in Har Sinai, you weren't interested. So they give him excuses, and HaKadosh Baruch says, you know what? Let me give you a test. Let's see, I'll give you one mitzvah, mitzvah kala yeshli, I have a small, easy mitzvah, it's called the sukkah, go build yourself a sukkah, sit in the sukkah, that will be the test to see if you really have connection to mitzvot. So all the goyim take the opportunity, and they go, and they build up a sukkah, wonderful, they sit in the sukkah, what does a Kadosh Baruch Hu do? He brings out a very hot sun, and that sun is shining so hot on the sukkah, the goyim feel it's impossible to stay here. They come out of the sukkah, they kick the sukkah in their feet, and they leave the sukkah. And then Hakadosh Baruch Hu says, "You see?" The Gemara says, "What do you mean, you see? They're not obligated to sit in the sukkah if it's very hot. It, also, Am Israel are not obligated to sit in the sukkah if it's uncomfortable. Teshvuka and Taduru. If you if it's comfortable, you sit in there. If it's not comfortable, you don't sit in there." Yes, the Gemara says. The difference is when Am Israel leaves. They are sad, they, they, they lost out on the opportunity to be together with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, making mitzvot, connect with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When a goy leaves the sukkah, when a goy leaves the mitzvah, he kicks it. He takes the opportunity and he leaves and runs as fast as possible. That's what it says here. Says the Gemara, that means even if a goy would wear tefillin, he would rip it apart and, and throw it out. The mitzvot, he wants to throw out. I will take it out, I will... Uh, disconnected, that refers to the mitzvot, nashlicha, throw it out, nishlicha mimenu avotemo, 
And then what would happen? That would be the test that would define you're not here to connect and build up a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch And therefore HaKadosh Baruch says, you see from here that you're not, you're not part of it. And what does HaKadosh Baruch do right away? Says the Gemara in Avodah Zarah, what it says over here, Yoshev Bashamayim Ishak, HaKadosh Baruch starts laughing at them. Adonai Aglamo. You're, you're not here for that plan that I had for this world in order to build up and bring out the, the Kiddush Hashem, the glory of Hashem, you're not part of it. Then, they get punished for all the evil things that they do. And they don't have an excuse anymore because they failed the test, because it's impossible for them to build up a relationship when you only want a one-way relationship. Who does fit that very connection? Am Israel In Har Kochi in Yerushalayim. Asapra El Chok Hashem Amar Elai Beni, you Am Israel, you are my sons. Beni Ata, Ani Ayom Ileticha, Sh'al Mimeni Ve'etna, Goim Nachalatecha, whatever you ask for me, it's a relationship. You gave me, you want to connect with me, I'll give you. And this is what this whole Mizmor is talking about from beginning to end. We learn from here the beautiful Musar that Tehilim is about connecting with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But in order to connect with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it needs to be give and take. We come to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we say, we want to be doing whatever you want. We're willing to give ourselves, our heart, our heart to you. And whatever you need, we're willing to do for you. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, if that's the case, come and tell me. Asapra el yom. Come and tell me about yourself. Tell me, come and tell me what. Asapra el chok Hashem. Come and tell me what you're going through. And when you, once you come and tell HaKadosh Baruch Hu what you're going through, and you tell him, and you pull your heart, and you tell him what you want, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I'll give you whatever you want. Sh'al mimeni ve'etna goim nachalatecha v'achuzatcha afsei. Aretz, beautiful second Mizmor in Tehilim that comes to reveal to us what the whole Sefer Tehilim is all about.